0: Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today. We're talking about building our prayer lives, and this week we're looking at Jesus' own life of prayer, the example that Christ set for us as a person of prayer. We've seen that Jesus' disciples often found him praying. He would often go to desolate places and pray, particularly after a busy time of ministry. It's no surprise then that when Jesus was facing the greatest challenge of his life, when he knew what lay ahead as he would go to the cross, that he would first spend time in prayer. And so prior to his crucifixion, Jesus goes and prays on the Mount of Olives, and we read these words in Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 39. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Why was Jesus in such agony as he was praying why was he so concerned about his coming crucifixion? I do not believe that Jesus was agonizing over the physical pain of crucifixion, terrible as that would be. But what was agonizing for Christ was the prospect that he, the Son of God, who knew no sin, would bear the weight of the sin of of the world. You and I cannot really fathom what that must have been like for him. The sinless son of God, the one through whom all things were made that have been made, he would bear upon himself our sins, the sin of the world. But he came for that purpose That's why Christ took a human body. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, these words by the Apostle Paul, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 that Christ died for sins once for all the righteous, for the unrighteous to bring us to God. So this is why Jesus is praying before he goes to the cross and why he's praying in agony. In Christ's prayer in the garden before he goes to the cross, I think we see two things that are particularly worth noting when we think about how we can learn from his example. The first is that Jesus submits his will to the will of the Father. In verse 42, we read Jesus saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In prayer, we likewise should always be submitting our will to the will of God. Secondly, Jesus is strengthened for the doing of God's will. We read that there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. When we yield our wills to the will of God in prayer, we are submitting ourselves to his will. We are aligning ourselves with his will, and we can be strengthened in that time for the doing of God's will.